Welcome to our podcast today on Small Business Horsepower. Your Small Business Horsepower podcast is hosted by Podbean, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Tumblr, a number of other sites, and you can pick it up on our website, smallbusinesshorsepower.com. Today, we're so pleased to be joined by Cliff Duvenois. And Cliff has a great background in helping small businesses with podcasting, but I'm going to let him tell you about it. Cliff, welcome to the show on Small Business Horsepower. Thank you, Michal. I'm I'm honored to be here. Oh, we'd love to have you. Cliff, give us a little bit about your background for our listeners. Uh, certainly. So my story with podcasting starts with you know, just like with anything else, it usually starts with an end. So my first foray into podcasting was back in 2018. And my business coach at the time said, Cliff, you have to start a podcast. Well, I knew podcasts were something that you listen to. I didn't know you actually could make them, right? So this is where I'm starting. I'm starting off at ground zero. So I figured out, I went into YouTube and I watched all these podcast gurus saying, you know, oh, you got to buy all this equipment. You got to invest $4,500. You have to do all these things and, you know, pick somebody that you want to model. So I didn't know who to pick. So I picked Larry King which wasn't the best thing to do. Anyways, moral of the story is I finally got my podcast up and running. I was inviting people to be on the podcast and the episodes were producing, but I was really struggling. And this is something that, you know, you see with a lot of entrepreneurs that start a podcast is every time that you do a podcast episode, it literally can, can consume an entire day of your week. And I made it into it about 18 or 19 episodes before I just couldn't do it anymore because as an entrepreneur, I needed that time to get leads and start, you know, like really help to, to drive revenue for my business. I didn't have a day to dedicate to a 30 minute piece of content. So unfortunately my podcast slipped in the pod fade, but something interesting happened. One of my episodes, somebody listened to it and he reached out to me and he said, Hey Cliff, I listened to your episode, uh, episode 14 or whatever it was. He said, you know, you're the guy for me. I want to work with you. And that was a high ticket client. I mean, it was like 15 grand that fell out of the sky right into my lap because of one podcast episode. So I knew there was something to podcasting. I just didn't understand what it was. What, you know, what did I do? What was the, what was the secret sauce? How could I replicate this model? Well, every time that I would get back into podcasting and launch another podcast, you know, I pivot my business, try something new, and I would always launch a podcast and it was the same thing. I don't have a day to spend on doing the podcasting. And so once again, it would just kind of go into pod fade and slip off. And it was unfortunate because I was loving the podcasting part of it. When I got to a point where with my business, I started working with a lot of sales experts, started working with a lot of marketing experts to really increase what it is that I could do as far as an entrepreneur and be able to close more deals, be able to get more people. And they kept telling me, you know, oh, you have to lead with value, lead with value. And I didn't understand really what that meant. And when I would ask them, they're like, well, Cliff, it's your business. You have to figure it out. But I'm like, well, everybody's saying lead with value. I don't understand it. Well, that's when the podcasting actually started to make its way back into my business. And what happened was from there with working with these sales experts, marketing experts, also along with, uh, I worked with a time management expert. I really then unlocked what I thought was a very efficient framework on not only how to produce podcast episodes and get them out there, but how to make them an effective tool in your sales and marketing kit and how it can really grow your business. And when I kind of put all the pieces together and I saw how it was working, I had friends coming up to me and saying, hey, I see what you're doing with your podcast. Can you help me with mine? 
And of course, I'm like, sure, you know, I, I want to help everybody out. I want people to be successful. So I started helping them. More and more friends were asking. And finally, I got to a point where I was like, maybe there's a business here. Maybe this is something that I can do, that I can help people with. So I turned, you know, a framework, all this tribal knowledge in my head, I turned it into a framework, a written documentation. And uh, since then, I have been, you know, helping entrepreneurs use their podcast to really grow their business. So that's kind of like my trail, so to speak of getting into podcasting. Great. Uh, why would a small business want to start a podcast, Cliff? So that's a really great question. I often tell people that the Cliff's first law of podcasting is that podcasting is the ultimate relationship building tool. Okay. And I say that because a lot of times when people start a podcast, they're solely focused on the number of downloads that they're getting right? That's the barometer that they use to measure the success of their podcast, right? Did I get 10 downloads? Did I get 100 downloads? Did I get 100,000 downloads? And that's, and I, and I tell this to people, that's kind of like a podcaster mentality. And I don't mean podcaster as in, you know, somebody who podcasts. I'm talking about a podcaster as somebody who makes a living from podcasting. So when you take a look at podcasting and you say, you know, hey, is there another way that I can use this to grow my business? The best way to do that is through uh, relationships, right? And I could definitely dive into that a little bit more. But the second thing that I really want to point out too is that when you have a podcast and people are listening to a podcast, they're, they're typically listening to them when they're driving down the road, working on the yard, they might be out for a walk. There's no other platform out there really where you can engage 20 or even 30 minutes with your ideal customer, right? You're in their ear. They're actually listening to you. I mean, you know, TikTok videos last 15 seconds or an Instagram reel might be 30 seconds or something else like that. But this is 20 to 30 minutes where you get to essentially, you know, market your business or present your argument or your framework or provide them with value, whatever that might be, but you have that time available. And so if you think about it that way, every one of your podcast episodes, they now become like a little salesperson for your company. They work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, but they're always ready. So if somebody is looking for an answer for a question, they stumble on your podcast, they listen to an episode, it could be 3 a.m., it doesn't matter because your little podcast episode showed up, was a little salesman, right? They're carrying your message, they're carrying your content, they're carrying your value. Next thing you know, they're binging. You know, so if you've produced 40 episodes, somebody's gonna go back and find those 40 episodes and they're gonna listen to them all because your message is going to resonate with them. So I don't know very many people. I mean, you know, my experience is like, if I get on Instagram, I find somebody on Instagram that I think is worth following. I do not go back to the beginning of their Instagram account and absorb all their material. I'm typically starting on that day that I started following them. But with a podcast, people will easily go back and binge all of your content. And that's just hours upon hours that you get to spend inside of your customer's ear, you know, making your case, sharing your message, providing value. Okay, well, that's a great reason why people would start a podcast, but let's get to number two. How can a podcast then help grow their business? Okay, great. So I talked about this before, the whole relationship building aspect of it when you have a podcast. So when I talk about this, I want the, you know, for your listeners to really think here for a second, when you have a podcast and if you reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'd like to interview you for being on my podcast, that number one, it elevates your brand automatically just because you have a podcast. But number two, it is much more likely that people are going to say yes. And when they say yes, they're practically guaranteeing that you can have 
30 minutes of their day or an hour of your day, however long that your podcast is. Well, these people that you're reaching out to, you get to pick and choose who these people are. So for your business, if you really do believe that your network is your net worth, this gives you a prime opportunity to be able to reach out to people that you want to have in your network and say, hey, I started a podcast. I would like to interview you. Could you come on to my show and share with my audience XYZ, whatever that topic might be? And half the time people are going to say yes, because podcasting is hot. There's so many people that are doing it. They're looking for any opportunity that they can to get out there and to share their message with people. So when you call them up or when you send them an email, contact them through Facebook, whatever it is, and say, would you like to be on my podcast? You're basically offering them huge value right up front. And so, you know, you have them on your show, you interview them for 30 minutes. That gives you a prime opportunity to build a relationship with them, ask them questions. You know, the next step is you actually have to publish the interview. So when you publish the interview out, they're going to share it onto their social feeds because it's another piece of content that they get to share. So just by them sharing it out, you're getting exposed to new audience. People learn who you are through that entire process. With any luck, they're going to hit that subscribe button on there. They're going to fill out a form. If you have a call to action in your podcast, then they can you know, go to your website and, and sign up and you send them your freebie or your free challenge or whatever that might be. But you just have that available on there for people to be able to register and to sign up for. You know, and then also another thing too is, you know, in my podcast, one of the guests that I interviewed, actually what he does is for his business, when he gets a new client, the first thing he does is invite them to be onto his podcast because a lot of his clients aren't producing their own content. So this gives them something to share out, but it really helps to deepen the relationship that he has with his new client. And that opens up the door to all kinds of potential for referrals or for future business or anything else like that. So if you step back and say, you know, maybe podcasting isn't really about downloads to begin with, maybe it's about the relationship. You can start to see now how this can be very powerful in increasing your network. And it doesn't matter if your business is online or if it's brick and mortar, it doesn't matter. If it's brick and mortar, you can do a geographical based podcast and invite your president of your local chamber of commerce, or you can invite the local hotel owners or whatever that might be to come onto your podcast and talk. And this is really going to turn you into the, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, you become the digital mayor of your town. Right. Hey, I really like that one line that you had there. If you really think about it, network is your net worth. I've been a networker all my life. And I think that's, I mean, I came from the aerospace business. I didn't know a lot about it. And I don't know if I really still do, but all I did was network. And that allowed me to take my company from my parents' basement with $5,000 up to $8 million in sales by networking. So I guess in the end, network was my net worth, correct? Yes. This is also too very powerful in the fact that let's say you're just starting a business, right? Let's say that it's day one of your business. You know, what can you do to, you know, put yourself out there, start establishing, building connections, building relationships. The best thing you could do is start a podcast, even if it's day one of your business. You know, if you've got a website that's up and running, start a podcast, start networking right away. You don't have to wait until your business is six months old or 12 months old or anything. Start the podcast. 
podcast and start networking with people that are in a position to be able to help you or uh, to, you know, be able to refer business to you or anything else like that. And the people that, like I said before, when you're looking at it from, you know, a networking standpoint, right, a great networking tool, then it really starts to open doors for you very, very quickly. That's a great point. And that's part of boosting your marketing, right? As a company, your social media marketing is so important today, correct? Yeah, that's an excellent point. It's okay, I'm going to dive into that for a little bit. So one of the things that I see quite often is that when companies, you know, companies got a social media presence, right? They know they should have a Facebook page. They know they should be on Instagram, whatever it is. But the common thing that I hear from business owners is, I don't know what to post. And a lot of the times, like if you're a dry cleaner, you know, you can only post so much before people understand, you know, what the process is, or you can throw a coupon up there every now and then for, you know, try to drive traffic to your store. With a podcast, when a podcast comes into play, every single episode, of course, becomes another piece of content that you can share, okay? So there's like one piece of content. Now, if you dive a little bit further into that, if you look at the interview itself, nine times out of 10, the guest that you have on there is saying stuff that's really super cool, right? It would be great for a cool quote or something else along those lines. So it's real easy to use a free software tool like Canva to be able to go in there and just create an image and just put that quote onto that image. And if you've got a picture of your guest, put the picture of the guest on there as well. Of course, you want to brand it for your business or for your podcast. But now you create an image for Facebook, one for Instagram. You can now create one for LinkedIn. You can do one for Pinterest if that's where you are. And then for every quote that they say, you just create another image. So what it is, is, is your podcasting now kind of becomes like the tip of your spear for your marketing efforts. It now, just from that one episode, I mean, just kind of sharing ideas here, but from one episode, if you pulled out four quotes that your guests said that were really on fire, then you've just created like 16 different images for you to share onto all of these different platforms. And of course, when you post it, like let's say you post it to Facebook, you know, you tag the person in the post and first off, they're gonna like it, which is always good. And second off, they're gonna share it to their timeline because they want everybody that they know that's connected with their podcast or with their, you know, with their audience to say, hey, I was featured on this podcast. And so it just creates this like real ripple effect. And a little bit more advanced here, if you use a platform like Meet Edgar or later.com where it schedules out your social media post. I mean, you could literally repurpose that that blog post for four, six months down the road easily and just, you know, re-release it, you know, once a month. Because the thing that I read online is that a piece of content will typically last for 90 days and then afterwards, it's okay to reuse it. Well, your podcast episodes, it's not a one and done deal. So if you release an episode today, you could come back in four months and push that same link out to your same audience and say, hey, here's, you know, a flashback Tuesday. Here was a great interview that we did back in April timeframe with this guest where he talked about X, Y, and Z, right? So you can now reuse that again in the future because there's gonna be people in your audience who probably never either saw the post, saw the link, or listened to the interview, or anything else along those lines. So this just gives you another way to just really create a bunch of content and post out, you know, always saying, hey, for your listeners, here's what you're going to hear in this particular episode, right? Here's the lessons that you're gonna learn. Here is the value that my speaker is going to, 
provide. And this was just something when I talked before about, you know, my experience with uh, podcasting, this is something that I found to be very powerful in that the people that you interview, if you tag them in a post, especially with one of those quote cards where you got something cool that they said and their photo in there, they're going to love you for it. Right. So when I talk about podcasting being the ultimate relationship building tool, that is just another aspect of podcasting where you're highlighting them again, you're making them look really good. And of course, they're going to want to share your content out and get it in front of your audience. So this is just doing nothing but magnifying the effect of you being able to go out and spread your message, spread your word, put your offer out there. Every single time somebody clicks play and downloads an episode of your podcast, it's another opportunity for you to bring them into like your ecosphere, so to speak, and be able to really engage with them and then turn them into a client at some point. Yeah. And I want to dive into a couple of things there because that's one thing I have not done, which I guess I should, right? I learned too, which is re-promote old episodes, but I've never heard of Meet Edgar or socialmedia.com. So I need to look into these things myself. And it seems like there's some great tools out there to keep that message on previous episodes flowing, correct? Yes, it is. And so let's talk a little bit about like what a service like later.com or meet Edgar is for, you know, for you and anybody in your audience that may not know when you use these tools, like a later.com or meet Edgar, it literally shows you a calendar of the month and it allows you to be able to go in there and say, okay, so I want to, I want to publish this episode on this day on Facebook, another calendar for Twitter, another one for Pinterest, whatever it is. And then you can say, okay, so let's post it again in two months or three months or four months, whatever that might be. And so what happens is, is these calendars will actually keep track of your content calendar publishing schedule, so to speak, for as far as I know, it's indefinite. So if you wanted to come back a year from now, for instance, you could definitely add that to be released on that day. Now, here's some other things too. Here's like a an insider tip that I would love to share. So let's say that you've got a podcast and you had a really great guest on there. Always be mindful of specific, you know, holidays or, you know, because like, for instance, there's like National Donut Day, right? Or there's National, you know, Drink a Glass of Wine Day or whatever it is. But look at your calendar to see if there's any days coming up that your specific guest fits on that day. Right. So uh, here's an example. This is something that I did. And these people absolutely love me for it. In another podcast that I do, I interviewed this cat rescue and they do a great job of bringing cats in, making them healthy and then giving them out to families in the community. And so there's like a national cat day, right? There's national love your pet day. And so for these days here, I just reschedule the post to go out on those days. And I actually write in there in honor of national cat day. I present to you this interview that I did with Pet Angel Adoption, and I just put it out there. And so when it comes time for that day and it publishes and it's, you know, magically there, you know, once again, you're making them look good. You're drawing attention to what it is that they're doing. So these tools like a later.com and a meetedgar.com are just really great to help you be able to manage your content tools. So that way you're not having to think every single day, I've got to post something today. If you use these kind of tools, you're planning out for the future. So it literally takes that stress off your back. Yeah. And I got another idea, but I wonder if we can link these together because someone was telling me and I did it for one episode where I had my guest write a blog 
about their life or kind of relating to the episode and I put it on my website. But maybe now I'm thinking here, maybe when you re-release the show, somehow you can incorporate a blog that they did to kind of back up the show on there, correct? I mean, that could work too. Yes, and that is absolutely a great idea. If somebody took the time to write an article and post it out there, Yes, definitely. You want to try to get as many eyes on that article as you possibly can. It's it's more people that are coming to your website. They're going to see your call to action. They're going to see, you know, your freebie, your lead magnet, whatever that is. The more you promote it out there, when you tag that person and say, hey, you know, Bob wrote this great article for, you know, my blog or whatever it is, and you put it out there, you know, once again, you're drawing attention to Bob. Right? You're putting the spotlight on Bob. It's the spotlight's not on you. The spotlight's on Bob. And he's going to do everything he can to make sure that everybody knows, hey, this is a really cool article that I wrote. And he will share it out to his timeline. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. By the way, you're listening to Cliff Duvernois today on Small Business Horsepower. Fantastic insight into podcasting and also, more importantly, how it's going to help you small business owners grow your business. Cliff. What are tips that a small business can use to make a successful podcast? I'm sure there's hundreds of them, but give us a couple of them, major ones. Uh, Certainly. So I've already talked before, but I kind of want to reiterate this, that the term successful, you have to be very careful in how you define successful. Again, especially when you're starting out with a podcast, I never say, I always tell people that I work with, don't even look at the downloads. If anything, it's probably going to depress you. So that right there isn't a good metric. Every professional podcaster that I talk to out there always says the same things. When you're getting started, the first month or two of your podcast is almost going to feel like you're just talking to yourself, right? Nobody's listening. Nobody's paying attention. Maybe your mom is downloading it, but nobody else is going to be finding it, which is absolutely true. So what do we need to do then? What? How do we need to approach this? And as I talked about before, with podcasting being the relationship building tool that it is, that's where you need to focus your efforts on. That is how you measure the success of your podcast. You start the podcast, you start inviting people to be on your podcast, and you start networking. How many of these people have you built a connection with? How many of these people have you, you know, led with value, brought them into your sphere? And for these people that come on to your podcast and you talk to them, they provide excellent value. They're super awesome. It just takes, at the end of the interview, it just takes a couple minutes to say, hey, you know what? I'm an expert in this topic. I would love to come on your podcast and talk about this. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say yes. Why? Because you built the relationship with them. That right there to me, it's a win, 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 win all the way around. You got the win because the person said yes to be on your podcast. You created a piece of content. You got a win because you built a relationship with them, right? You're spending this, you know, 30 minutes talking to them. It's absolutely wonderful. It's a win because they said, yes, come on to my podcast, talk to my audience. It's another win because you actually do the interview, you get onto their podcast, and now you get exposed to their audience. You get to share your message with them. So that right there to me is an unmitigated success, right? All the way around. Now, you may have only gotten a couple downloads of your podcast episode. Okay. But as long as you keep approaching podcasting as this is a relationship building tool and I'm using it to grow my network, you will start to see very quickly if you're doing one interview a week, 
you will start to see that things are going to start moving very quickly for your business because as you're building these connections, these referrals, these people are going to be in a position to actually send you business, right? So when I talk about the success of a podcast, I'm talking about it in terms of the relationships that you are building. Now, a couple of other things that I want to point out there, and I had a great conversation earlier today about this, is that if you're going to publish a podcast, you have to be consistent. Now, consistent does not mean every day. Consistent doesn't mean once a week. Consistent doesn't mean once a month. Consistent is what is consistent for you. There is no metric. There is no standard. You know, If you look up consistent in the dictionary, it will not say once a day or once an hour or anything else like that. It's what is consistent for you. So I know there's a lot of people out there when they get into podcasting, it always cracks me up when they're like, well, I want to do a podcast every day. Don't. Don't. That's just way too much work. If anything, consider once a week to start. But even if you can't do that, consider twice a month, like once every two weeks, or you do it on the first of the month or on the 15th month. But make sure that you're consistent. Consistency is one of the keys for your audience to actually build trust in what it is that you're doing. You are delivering to them value on a set schedule. And the term that I learned for this is called an information habit. So if you're publishing out your podcast episode, like let's say you're releasing a new episode every Thursday morning. Well, every Thursday morning, your audience is going to be trained to look down at their podcast tool and look for your podcast episode. They are expecting it. They're expecting it to come. And every week that you do that, you're just building more and more trust with them. But the better thing to do is just to make sure, like I said, just make sure that you're publishing on a consistent schedule. Work it out what works for you. You know, you've got business commitments, you know, generating leads, anything else. But this is the best thing that you can do is come up with a schedule and just stick to it. Uh, another point that I would point out if you're in a position to do it, I would actually hire out, this is something I wish I had learned way back in the day. I would actually hire out a podcast production company to help with all of the work after the interview is done. Michal, I know that you can attest to this. Doing all that work after the podcast is over, writing the show notes, you know, getting the transcripts, editing the episode, putting your bumper in there, it all takes time. And so if you're a busy entrepreneur, it's worthwhile to check into having a podcast production company be able to do the work for you. Get that off of your plate. The term that I'm looking for here, and I read this in a book called The Big Leap, is your zone of genius. So like you were talking about before, Michal, you know, your zone of genius clearly is networking. That is where you operate the most efficiently. That's where you can help people. That's where you make connections. I doubt highly if your zone of genius is editing out the filler words in your podcast episode. Am I right on that? I'm having a hard time just scheduling on Zoom or turning on the recorder. I mean, that's not my strength. You're damn right. Networking is my strength. But I have a fantastic engineer that puts the whole show together and does a fantastic job for us. I want to actually thank Yvonne, who does it for me every month when we put out an episode. And you're right, so much about consistency, too. I remember just reflecting a little bit here. I put out about one episode per month, and a story was that I got my largest audience ever with one episode. And I can attest to what you were saying because I was on that person's show, they were on my show, and it, it went crazy. But guess what? I didn't have another episode in the can, as they say, and I slipped about three weeks 
longer than I usually do to get the next one on. And I think that cost me. I'm going to be honest with my audience. I think that cost me some listeners because those that came from the previous episode where I got a lot of cross-pollination... They probably said, okay, let's wait for that person's next episode. And then when it didn't come, they all went away. So then you have to rebuild all over again. So I think I understand exactly what you're saying. Because anything in life, in business, right, is about consistency. And podcasting is no different. And I had one drop in consistency at the wrong time. And that cost me. And I learned a valuable lesson from that. You said something that was really good. And I would like to share this with your audience when you were talking before about having an episode in the can. So for the audience out there, in the can is like an old term from Hollywood where they would shoot a movie or a television show or something, and then they would take the film and they would put it in a film can. They say, okay, that's in the can, right? That's now ready to, that's now ready to go. So the best thing that you can do for those types of situations is make sure that you have at least you know, a month, if not a month and a half of episodes already recorded, already set to release. So that way you never find yourself in a position where you're having to scramble to find a guest or record a solo episode for that matter, because, you know, you're thinking, oh my God, I have to get an episode out tomorrow. What am I going to do? Well, I got to take the kids to soccer practice and my wife called and she has got to work over. So now I got to go grocery shopping. I got to fix a meal for the kids. And oh, you know, the the dumb dog got sick. So now I got to take it to the vet. Next thing you know, it's midnight you're beat tired and you still haven't produced an episode. So you're like, well, I'll just do it the next day. Well, like I said, your audience is waiting. They're expecting for you to drop another episode. So by having a bank of episodes, all edited, all recorded, all ready to go in the can is the best thing to do to be able to alleviate that type of stress. Well, for me, it was also, to be honest, a little bit more than the dog and the wife. It was all of that. But to me, it was more about the integrity of the show. I do not publish a lot of shows. I do about one a month, but I'm very particular of who I want to have on the show because I want that to be in line with the kind of audience I have and the kind of content I produce. So I don't want to just rush and put someone on the show that I don't feel is a good fit for my show just to publish on time. So that's why I think I learned a good lesson from that. Yeah. By working on getting ahead, like I was sharing before, when you've got the podcast, you ultimately get to choose who comes on your show. So if you're reaching out to people that you think would be an excellent part of your network, rather than send out five invitations hoping to book one, send out 10 and book two. That's great. Cliff, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Tell our listeners on how they can find you. Tell us about your podcast you're developing, your website, and in general, where can you find Cliff? So for the audience out there, I have launched my podcast that's called Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. And this just features entrepreneurs out there who are are really killing it when it comes to using podcasting to help grow their business. And i am do a little shameless plug here. These are awesome. I am learning new things every single time that I sit down and interview one of these people. And it's, it's across B2B, it's B2C, uh, it's community, it's nonprofits, it's, you know, e-com, it's, uh, you know, service business, anything else like that. It's great. So once again, that's Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. You can find that on all the major platforms that are out there. Also, if you go to entrepreneursonpodcasting.com, you can actually find all of the episodes there as well. And your website? Entrepreneursonpodcasting.com. Fantastic. Cliff, 
We ran out of time. It's amazing how fast time does go. But we really want to thank you today for coming on Small Business Horsepower's podcast. And we hope to have you back in the future. Thank you so much. I would love to. And thank you for the opportunity to speak. 